0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 29 of the Perth Fit Fan Podcast. Today's guest is WA's fittest athlete, or at least fittest CrossFit athlete, Costa Illich. We've just finished up the first season of the CrossFit Open in 2019 because, of course, with the new format, there is going to be a second open later on in the year. But Costa finished up um, the highest male athlete on the leaderboard for out of WA for the third year, I think that we discussed. Um, he's just about to get ready to compete in China at the Asia CrossFit Championships. And on today's episode, we discussed the results of the Open and the new format, uh, training and programming for weaknesses and how Costa goes about that for both himself and his members and programming clients. Aesthetic CrossFit, as he called it, which is bodybuilding training in CrossFit, more so for aesthetics and strength as opposed to specific CrossFit training, and also developing a strong mindset. So, knowing Costa for a long time and seeing him compete at a high level, I know it's definitely something he struggled with. So, it's something that we've spoken about and how he's grown as an athlete and how he's looking to compete at a high level. ...amongst the best athletes in the world. Today's podcast is brought to you by Fit College Western Australia. Become fitness career fit with the leaders in fitness education and training Fit College. Study on campus at three locations in Perth, 15 in Australia... ...as well as via the flexibility of the managed online course. Become a personal trainer, so that is your Cert 3s and 4... ...and turn that passion for fitness into an amazing career opportunity... All you have to do is mention Perth Fit Fam to save over $1,500 and receive free professional fitness insurance with your enrollment. That is exclusive to Perth Fit Fam. Head to fitcollege.edu.au forward slash Perth and download the course info pack for all the info you need to know about starting your career in the fitness industry. That is fitcollege.edu.au forward slash PerthFitFam. The PerthFitFam podcast is also brought to you by Healthy Power Meals. Healthy Power Meals is a meal prep company owned by professional athlete and mum of three, Vesna Spesewski. Vesna has designed a range of fresh, that means 100% non-frozen meals using local organic produce from their farm in Wanneroo wherever possible. Healthy Power Meals are suitable for everybody. That means women, men, children, athletes, and whole families. They're nutritious and convenient, not to mention delicious. I eat them myself. Grab and go meals, which can be tailored and customized for your needs and personal goals. To receive an exclusive 10% per FitFam discount, All you have to do is jump onto their website, which is healthypowermeals.com.au and use the code PERTHFITFAM10 when you're ordering. That's healthypowermeals.com.au with the code PERTHFITFAM10. And finally, the PERTHFITFAM podcast is also brought to you by True Protein. True is unafraid to cut through the noise of an oversaturated market and break the mold to deliver authentic, all natural products with genuine health benefits and none of the fake stuff. They buck the trend for expensive, overhyped, bad-tasting protein powders and supplements packed with false promises to reinvent the marketplace and create a 100% natural, delicious, quality protein with no gimmicks, nothing artificial, and a completely transparent ingredient list. You can shop for true protein through retailers in WA, if you'd like to find the closest retailer to you, feel free to message us through Instagram, Facebook, or email. Or you can order online through trueprotein.com.au and also use the code PerthFitFam10 to receive a 10% discount online. That's trueprotein.com.au with the code PerthFitFam10. And we made it. Here we go, episode 29 of the Perth Fit Fan Podcast with Perth's fittest male athlete, Costa Illich. Hope you enjoy. I'm Brenda McCormack, and welcome to the Perth Fit Fan Podcast, where you get to hear from the best thought leaders and changemakers from across the Perth fitness scene. Costa Illich, WA's fittest male athlete. Oh, we don't know
1: about that. What do you mean you don't know? Well, we do know, but any com, <laughs> any com anyone can win.
0: That's true, but it's pretty humble. So, we've just finished up the CrossFit Open for 2019, yep. and you ended up on top. So, that's mm-hmm. kind of like what we're chatting about okay. now. yeah. Um, and that's what we wanted to do, discuss today. Um, you're from Dignus, you're the head coach here, and I think. Four of your guys came close to get into the games.
1: Yeah, we, we um, had a few.
0: Yeah, I think... Wendy... Wendy Wu missed out by... Um, no, she tied first place, so, yeah. but it was count back as Correct. to why she couldn't get back. Mahalo? Um, Mahalo, second. He was, just, he was second by three points, so really close. Yep. To Two of his good mates, yeah. Uh, Mush? Yeah. Mush, Yep. So he qualified for Lebanon? Correct. Is yep. he going to go?
1: Uh... I don't think so, I don't think so i I think he was just doing it for fun and seeing where he would like end up yep um and yeah i I think for him, it's almost like I'm gonna go to the games and I'm almost like a top end um high level intermediate and like lower level rX when it gets to the like bigger picture, like more rX weights and stuff, um and he wouldn't want to just go there and like y- compete
0: <laughs> yeah oh and. And I want to come back to that in a second, mm-hmm. um, but JC qualified. Yep.
1: JC, yeah,
0: yep. So he was one of the three. Moss was the other, and Z- then um, JC uh, was Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe,
1: yeah. Then uh, I think that's it. Oh, Matteo did very well as well for Italy. Italy's a stacked country,
0: so I think he finished 15th, 16th. That's still pretty epic, 15th in the country. Yeah, very good. And he's an athlete that that can progress and do really, really well on the scene here. Like He probably would have come close to qualifying um, for Wollongong if he was here. Yeah, I think
1: he would have qualified or been very close. He finished uh, the last two workouts in very good times. And even the first one, if he redid, he would have done a lot better. And then workout two and three were quite good scores.
0: Um, so what I wanted to talk about when we spoke about, um, Amush and him not going to the games. So this is the first year that CrossFit's really changed, uh, the format and how they're doing things. Yeah. So now the first place finisher in every country are going to qualify at the games. Um, they're not going to, if they decline, they're not going to give it to the second place. It's either first or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we've seen in WA is three athletes qualified for the games, like we said, that are high-level intermediate um, or kind of yeah, borderline. I know what you mean. I, know, I see what you're
1: saying. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Denise is
1: definitely RX. JC yeah. is definitely RX. Mush is definitely RX as well now. He's a lot better. But yeah. I don't think he mentally believes that that he's almost like deserving to get to the games.
0: And that's the main point that I wanted to come to, is that 180 athletes were going to qualify for the games. um, But with this structure, and I had this conversation with um, Helen Arden and the ROM crew in the final week, and they said, but will these people actually go? You know, it probably costs about five grand or so to go to the games when you look at flights, accommodation, more if you're looking at time away and uh, travel expenses. Um, but I said that, yeah, I thought if they qualify, they're going to go. Um, but hearing that Mush isn't going to go. Yeah, like he, we've kind of had a little
1: chat. I don't really talk to him about it too much. But from what I know and like how I can see, he hasn't done anything really to make plans to go yep if, you know by now at this point you would have gone all right i've got to look at flights accommodation all of that well, how much of my training going to lead up into the games if you're going to go it's yep. not just going to be like all right cool i've qualified whoop de doo i'm going to rock up and get my ass handed to me. <laughs> do you know what i mean
0: yeah but then you get the insta bio and you get to say that you're a CrossFit <laughs> yeah. games athlete which is why i thought that everyone would have gone you can still say it though just say Games cross qualifier. CrossFit
1: Games qualifier. And yeah, that's it. Simple. So what's your thoughts on the new setup? I really like it. Um, like, We've had a lot of discussions in regards to all of this. The way they've set it up so that the top 20 in the open automatically qualify and then obviously the top people from each country, it's really cool. Because it turns out almost like an Olympic sport. Um, however, there's a lot of athletes that are extremely good that are going to be missing out. Hmm. Um, so the sanctionals, the incorporation of that makes it really professional and makes it more of a sport, which means that myself and other athletes can compete. However, well, and it gives us the opportunity to compete against really, really top talented athletes. Yep. But at the same time, super, super top talented athletes that would do very well at the games may be missing out.
0: So like Noah Olsen comes to mind, he hasn't qualified yep. yet.
1: Yeah. Brent Fikowski hasn't yep. qualified. Um, what other athletes
0: do you know? There was a list of them that they released. Um, I forgot what website, but I saw it this morning. But, yeah, there was, I think it was about seven top athletes um, that haven't qualified yet. But assuming that Fikowski is potential to qu- qualify in Asia, yep. where you're going mm-hmm. in, I think, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Yep. And um, So we'll chat about that. Um I think that we're going to see obviously quite a few more qualify, but yeah, let's say you're Noah Olson may no longer be a games athlete. Correct. And then, so what about, so having people like him miss out on going to the games, is it really a test of the fittest?
1: I still think it is because you're still going to get, you know, the likes of Fraser there, Patrick Vellner and all the top, guys and girls um however there's going to be a massive discrepancy so that bell curve isn't going to be at a top level yeah it's going to be kind of dispersed everywhere so you're going to see the average person that still wants to go and have fun at the games like that qualified in a random country um that doesn't have a big crossfit kind of like you know population and then you're going to have people in america that you could have 200 athletes that could all be at the games
0: yep if that makes It doesn't make sense. Do you think it's going to grow the sport of CrossFit?
1: Um, I think what they're trying to do is just make it a little bit more inclusive of everyone. So not just seeing the CrossFit games as an elitist um, kind of sport. So making the CrossFit games for everyone, even though a lot of these athletes may be knocked out fairly quickly, they're trying to include everyone. And then their main focus, especially with CrossFit, isn't on the games. It's more about health and being healthier and living a healthier lifestyle.
0: And you as a gym owner, what does it mean? Because um, you're, you're an athlete, like that's your thing, but yes. you're also a gym owner. So Correct. you have two different perspectives. Correct.
1: And it's really hard because CrossFit still has that stigma of it's elitist. If you do CrossFit, you want to compete or you want to be get really good at gymnastics, weightlifting and all of that. It's not like your F45s or those little boutique gyms because you still see local WA comps. Um, so it's kind of hard, especially with our gym because – you know there's so many good athletes here is targeting to the general pop is a little bit weirder yeah um so every gym creates their own name and their own little niche in crossfit yeah so some absolutely yeah some gyms are more performance orientated some gyms are more health and wellness Mm -hmm. so i guess it's for the people to decide what they want to do and where they want to go
0: yeah and that's my advice to everyone is every gym has its own culture correct Go trial the ones in your area. That's right. Find out which one suits you and which one you suit um, and then make your decision from there because they do vary so much.
1: That's exactly right. And like saying, if you're at a performance gym, it doesn't mean that the culture is going to be all these crazy – athletes going back and forth with each other Uh, you know and you would know that when you're training at a very good gym with yourself yeah Yeah. I think that
0: was my fear almost going to it which is why I trained there is because it was known as a performance gym I wanted to become better but I was intimidated to go train there so that's why I stepped out to do it and then once you get in there and you get to know people and become a part of it it's not like that at all no it's still the elite but it's a very, very inclusive facility.
1: Correct. And that's how it should be at every gym. Everyone should be helping each other, not just have your little top athletes in one corner and they all hang out with each other and then everyone else. It should be that everyone else is the main focus of the gym and then the guys who want to compete, they're there, all right, because they're the ones that want to get better and I'm going to allow them and give them the program versus your main focus being on the performance athletes. Yeah. if that.
0: And I yeah. think that's the art, of running a good gym, of being able to cater to for the gen pop, mm-hmm. but then also um, allow people to get into that performance range and not segregate into the two. Yes, yes. Yeah. exactly right. Otherwise, I find you have a box which is really entry level and then okay. people get to a stage and then they leave. Yeah. Or you have a box which is so performance-based, which people are too scared to come and train
1: at. Correct, correct. And it's true, and that's what we're seeing as well. I get a lot of emails from people going, oh, I've heard about your gym, um, but I'm not sure if I'm at the level of – your gym and I'm like yeah. dude there's no level like take it easy like we'll look after you everyone starts somewhere whether you're a really fit person or just someone who's that never done anything yep. we're going to look after you
0: Awesome um how was the open in your gym with the change did did you find a difference in culture between the previous years and the changes now were people still as excited
1: I think the open this year was probably the most fun we've all had Oh wicked um yeah last year I didn't do the open so That's um, right. I kind of took a step back from it all and wanted to see how everyone else would respond and it was probably my fault where I didn't put the pressure on people to jump in and have fun and do it so there wasn't we didn't have as many people do it while okay. this year uh, you know I spoke to a few of the coaches and I said alright the goal this year is I was qualified for Asia I'm going to have fun with the Open and make sure every week we have some fun so it might be like we did last workout at the dress up party we had the lights and all the like the smoke machines and stuff having fun so it made it less stressful for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Because regardless of um, if you're competing at a high level or if you're just doing it for fun, when the open comes along, it seems like everyone takes it super seriously.
0: Everyone gets so nervous before the workout. Oh, Even I get nervous before the workout. Amazing. It's
1: like, yeah. You're, what are you doing? It like you're just doing the open for fun, and yeah. then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "But I can do better."
0: Yeah, like, that's uh, it. Redo it many, many times. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's good to hear that you guys had fun. Like I know I kept track of what you guys were doing and I watched a lot of the videos. Yeah. And, and like you said, having the smoke machine, having the lights, making an event out of it was really cool. Which yeah. seemed to work well in the gym. Um, so as we mentioned, you qualified the highest male in WA, yep. which I think is a few years now you've done that? Um,
1: three times. About yeah, three maybe. times? Three, four times, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and what we wanted to chat about today was uh, training to overcome weaknesses. <laughs> hmm um, so one thing that we had a discussion about is a lot of athletes out there could do so much better, yeah. and and even just people that are in an intermediate level and they're looking to come up. Um, and obviously, you've had really good success with your athletes in the open with with the four athletes, two yeah. of which qualified, mm-hmm. two of which came close, yourself which came at the top, um, and then Mateo. So tell us a little bit about programming how you how you look at athletes and how you look at yourself. So at Dignis,
1: the main goal is to look at everyone and look at what our main weaknesses are. So we always run, leading into the Open, we ran a performance side of programming. So you got to choose either the performance route or the fitness route. So regardless of if you're doing performance or fitness, you had some sort of element which was going to help you for the Open. So performance was a lot more CrossFit specific because we try and treat performance and CrossFit as a sport. Right, yep. fitness was for people who just wanted to do it for fitness. Right now, what we've done is we've created a new program where we go performance again, CrossFit, sports specific, and this time aesthetics. So what we found during the open was a lot of athletes had like got, uh, sorry, like massive holes in their handstand, push up, strict, right, strict um, gymnastic stuff weightlifting and just certain like muscle endurance areas. So I designed an aesthetic program that people can pick and go, all right, I need to work on my shoulder capacity. Okay. I'm going to do that. So let's say on Monday you come in, you have three parts. Each part has aesthetic or performance. You decide, do you want to do aesthetic or performance? Aesthetic performance, aesthetic performance. And then you can pick and
0: choose. Yep. Yep. So when we're saying aesthetic, we're talking bodybuilding. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, so for people that are listening that aren't into CrossFit, that are more into traditional training, how do you then incorporate that into a CrossFit workout? What
1: – I found was that bodybuilding translates a lot more to CrossFit than CrossFit will ever translate to bodybuilding.
0: Massively, yeah. So
1: CrossFit and bodybuilding don't really have anything to – CrossFit's not going to help your bodybuilding. No. But bodybuilding's going to help your CrossFit. So what we're doing a lot more is isometric holds mixed with, like, let's say you're doing a chin over the bar hold, and then we're going into bicep curls. Yeah. Right, building that bicep conditioning. Then a lot more strict shoulder press for higher reps. So we might be doing drop sets, 15 reps, 10 reps, five reps, have a rest, go back, do it again, right? Then we may incorporate a gymnastics element with that. So we're not doing specifically CrossFit workouts with the aesthetic. It's purely bodybuilding, what you see at a globo gym, flies, biceps, lunges, tricep extensions, so forth.
0: And what do you f- how do you find that helps people tr- people's performance translate into CrossFit? Like, where's the weaknesses? If you just do CrossFit training and you're just doing kipping pull-ups or uh, kipping SM, uh, push-ups or uh, just Olympic weightlifting, mm-hmm. how does that create holes in someone's game?
1: You're missing out on the major strength components. So if you're kipping all the time, Where's your strict? Where's yep. your strict strength? Right. And this is the problem with CrossFit. You'll get a girl come in and she can't do a strict handstand push-up. And the person will, the coach, will be like, oh, let's try a kipping handstand push-up. But it's like, she can't do a strict. She can't, she can barely balance upside down. And now we're trying to force her to do a kipping handstand push-up. We need to develop her shoulder strength and you know, just her butt like uh, butt path she's going on. And her awareness of where she is in space. Um, just getting someone to kick up and, or jump up and do butterflies when they can't even do strict pull-ups or people doing muscle-ups when they've done one strict pull-up, yep. it's a disaster waiting to happen.
0: So traditionally, if you go to a CrossFit gym, they'll have, uh, let's say, keep them pull-ups. If you're a bit more advanced, yep. then you'll go to butterflies. Yep. Um, and then strict is considered like the hardest because obviously it, it takes is. a lot more strength and a lot more work. Correct. But what you're saying is you put the strict first and that's Correct. the foundation for everything. Right. So you, you're building more strength, you're building more lean muscle tissue, which is then going to translate for more strength, more muscular endurance for the workout. That's right.
1: And we're also looking at injury prevention. Okay, If someone is continually doing kipping and dynamic movements, your chances of injury definitely increased because what's happening is you're performing at almost competition pace all the time during training. Yeah. With CrossFit, that's the biggest problem with people. They continually come into a class and they think, oh, I've got to go 100%. It doesn't work like that. If you want to get better, you need to hit what you're bad at. And then once or twice uh, a week, you go 100% because your body can't take it. You've got to recover as well.
0: Yeah. So I would say I've got a reasonably good balanced diet. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that's an issue as well. Now I'm heading – I'm 33, I'm 34 this year and it's one thing I found. I can't go in, I can't do competition workouts every single day and then expect to recover and back it up, especially if you're doing extras program and a lot of extra volume Mm. on top of it. I find it difficult, whereas I think within um, my own training, it would be more beneficial, like what you said, to focus on weaknesses or focus on bodybuilding and then include your Metcons once or twice a week where you go 100%.
1: Correct. You can still do a Metcon, but what we'll do in an aesthetics Metcon uh, at the end during our conditioning piece might be like a 10 down to one, uh, strict pull-ups and bench press. Yep. So ten strict pull ups, ten bench, nine nine all the way down to one, yep. right? And then the percentage on your bench press might be like sixty five, seventy percent, and obviously your body weight on the strict pull ups. Now, if someone can't do that or it's too much volume on the strict pull up, we'll go five five four four three three two two one one for level two, yep. and then level three we'll add ring rows or something like that. We're going to try and get away from the bands or yep. chin over the bar holds or something like that.
0: And do you give people a big option to be able to choose from? Like yes. when, when you do programs, so they, they know their weaknesses and they know what to go off. Correct.
1: Of of, obviously your athletes will come up to you and they'll have a chat to you. And I try and talk to everyone individually before every workout and every part, what they should be doing. Um, and then from there we go, all right, this is your weakness. Or if you came in, Brendo, it's like, you're not good at a certain movement. Let's target that. And then it might be like, well, the next part may incorporate that movement again. Let's deload off that and go somewhere else.
0: Yep. Awesome. Now, with your training, your training will be a lot more complex, I would say, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just assuming your training will be a lot more complex than a lot of your members' training.
1: I do class. Okay. So, everything I program, I do because I want to, what I, what I give to them, mm-hmm. I need to preach myself. Yep. So, I need to know that it works. I, so, throughout the day, I'm always going to do and trial what they do. Okay. Yeah.
0: Do you add extra stuff into your programming? Yes. And how I do. do you choose it? Yeah. I, um, I know you do. I know how much volume you do. That's uh, just what uh, I assumed.
1: You don't know how much volume you do. I don't train that much anymore. That's true. Um, it's secrets. That's okay. Um, yeah. I I've got um, I do phoning. So I do the Froning program. Do you? So yeah, what is Rich doing? Okay. So I do pretty much leading into Asia. It's helped a big time because it's so much game specific, regional specific workouts, okay. not open specific. So light. So when you get to a high level comp, you're ready for it. So I do all his conditioning pieces. I have a separate strength weightlifting program, and then my main focus is gymnastics.
0: Okay. So what are the weaknesses that you're working on?
1: Um, obviously, I've had a few little niggles, like, coming into this season, dislocated my finger at our Christmas party. How? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. uh, I was just dancing on the bus, and I hit the pole, and it popped out. Oh, um, you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, and then one of the members popped it back in. Gross. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then at Torian, during the trail run, when I was running, I thought I stepped on a log, but yep. it was actually one of those branches. And as I've stepped on it, it snapped, and I've gone rolling down, and I've got a pretty bad. Like I had a bad AC separation in that shoulder. Um, So those are the two bad ones, but that's a very unfortunate. And it seems like I don't have any luck in regards to that. But um, yeah, uh, I just gymnastics wise, that's my main goal. Okay.
0: And what are you doing to train through it?
1: Um, Look, at the moment I'm pretty good. Like I don't feel anything, but a lot, my life and I tell people when they ask me, oh, how, how do you get better at gymnastics? I do a shit ton of isometric holds. Okay. So hands that hold, chin over the bar holds, and I'll add them into a complex. So it might be like a chin over the bar hold, superset with like pull-ups, and then into bar muscle-ups.
0: Yep. Now, with the volume that you're doing, um, and me talking about finding it hard to recover with the amount of work that I do, what do you do to recover with the volume you do?
1: Uh, so I'll get, I'll get physical treatment. Two three times a week.
0: So that's Cairo and physio,
1: um, massage, needling, Cairo, ch- uh, physio. Oh, yeah.
0: you're with Jordan now, hey? Yeah, Jordan, EP
1: but- um, helps a lot. I've got an, uh, Ryan. I've got another guy as well, um, and then I've got my partner Corey. She helps me as well, massaging as well. So she's massage therapist. Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got the whole package in regards to that. Um, I'll. Trigger point and mobilize pretty much every day as well. Yep. Um, obviously, I've got a guy in here, Connor, who's the mobility guru. So yep. whenever I've got something going on, he just tells me what to do and it fixes it pretty much straight away or if you've got niggles. Um, yep. And then I'll try and sauna and swim as well.
0: Okay. So you do quite a bit. Um, food wise, <laughs> food wise.
1: Yeah. It's, um, so I've been working with Dan, Dan English. Okay. Um, Dan, Dan follow, England. Yeah, oh, England. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan English, Dan England. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, pretty much I follow whatever they, whatever he's given me. How'd
0: you get onto Dan? Uh, I
1: think uh, I have seen a lot of people posting it. You know, it was the
0: Fit like, fan podcast. Obviously.
1: Um, no, uh, I, yeah, it was perfect. I think I saw razor blades, but I was, um, working with, uh, Jordan Begley as well. Okay. Yep. Did a bit like that with him as well, and it was really good. Pretty much,
0: like with food, if I'm feeling pretty crappy on the day, I'm just going to add a little bit more carbs. (laughs) What's because Dan's got exceptional results. Like, Mm. just a quick shout out to Dan. He's such an awesome guy, yeah. And he's doing really, really great things. He was, um, he was the first person that we had back on the podcast when we really launched it. Except seeing his growth and his impact in the CrossFit space, like obviously Ray is. Yeah. The you, first, yeah. yeah, he's the first yeah. person that everyone saw. He's a specimen. And then so many people came on board. So I think half the RFX you know, okay. I, I, uh, get um, diets through him. Yeah. I didn't know that you did. So what impact has that made on your nutrition? Because he's, he's he's quite good.
1: He's very good. I think with nutrition, for me, it was always just like, I finished training, I'm just going to eat whatever. Yep. And that was the biggest problem. And now it's a lot more like strategic. I've planned everything out. And I know exactly what to eat when I'm training or before I'm training, after I'm training. So he's made me a lot more aware of what I need to be putting in my body.
0: Yeah. Do you go down to micronutrients as well? Uh, Is it that detailed? No,
1: no, no. I don't think uh, at my level, maybe. Maybe I should be thinking about that. I probably should be. The the
0: reason why I ask is because I've known you for quite a while and you, you always had a really quality food intake, I feel. Volume. But, like, really, really quality. Um, And so it would be interesting to know the results difference between being with Dan and not because, you know, you were quite good prior.
1: I think with me, my physique has changed where I'm not holding as much muscle. So I'm not as heavy. Okay. Because... Before Is that a good thing? Better thing. Okay. Uh, like I'll admit my weightlifting hasn't been as good, but my focus has been weightlifting. I, I, my numbers are okay. They don't need to get crazy. Um, I used to do 2017 regionals, I weighed in at 101.2. You were big. I was big, yeah. And that was because I was just smashing carbs. Yep. Not efficient for cross it. Now carbs. Carbs, yeah. I was what, eating a lot of rice. That?
0: Pardon? Why do you say that? No, carbs are fit. great
1: for crossfit. I mean yeah. 101.2 kilos. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Carbs I'll, are great. I
0: thought you were just about to do a keto spill. No, thing. no, no, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tell me you. about the carnivore diet.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Carnival. That's Theo. I don't know. He has he's yet to said anything about that to me. Just a little like kind of like preview. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was 101.2 kilos, I was massive. It's yep. too big. Now, when I started working with Dan, I was about 98, 99. Yes. So again, I was pretty, I held weight. Um, but now I'm about 95,
0: 94, 95. Okay. And you find your movements a little more yeah, yeah. that way.
1: And you can see that during the open, especially the last two workouts that had gymnastics elements and body weight elements. They were my best two workouts. Yep. And the ones that everyone thought I would do good, I didn't do as well.
0: Yeah. I'd agree with that Because we spoke about that Last time I was here That the first three workouts You did well But the final two workouts You did Correct. exceptionally well Correct I think you're top four In the final workout Or
1: I don't know I, I didn't look in I Australia think it was, was uh, The 19.4 Maybe um, yeah, 19- maybe it was not 19- I, did, I, I didn't really look at the Open because I'm not going down under as much. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's right. Which is cool. Which brings me into the next thing I wanted to chat about, which is the Asia CrossFit yeah. Championship. So that's mm-hmm. what you're going through to. Yeah. Um, so this is, I believe, the first major event in China. Yes. Yeah, where we're going to get a lot of big names at. Yeah, um, rumor is Matt Fraser's going to be there.
1: Yeah. Vikas is going to be there. How-, how? Jacob Hepner, Lucas Eschling. There's a few big names. I can't remember.
0: So, first of all, <laughs> Why did you choose Asia? Um, and not down under? Ah, uh, look,
1: when it happened when Asia was announced, one of the boys from the gym was doing the qualifier and he's like, do you want to do Asia? I was like, nah, no, i not too keen. I was going to do down under and then I was like, you know what? I, there was, I had four or five days before um, all the workouts were to be like submitted so I was like, stuff it. I'm going to do it. See where I rank up and I was like, shit, I qualified. Wasn't too bad and then I decided, you know what? I'd rather put myself out and go and compete against international
0: athletes yep.
1: than against the Australians that I'm always competing against. You've,
0: always, you've done that Uh, three times now
1: exactly and when you get to the asia crossfit championships there's a lot of good athletes they're going to be there that are at super high levels both regionals and games that are going to challenge you and in different ways so how are you going to feel
0: backstage when you're about to step on the floor for the first time and you're standing next to matt fraser
1: oh look i'm not even sure if he will like that's the rumor um i'll probably just have a chat to him and not even be able to like, you know, focus, but um, (laughs) now I've kind of got over that. And I think all these top guys as well, to me, they're just normal humans anyway. They just outwork you and they're just fitter than you. That's it. Simple. So like in the end, they're people, I'm a person, you're a person and it doesn't really matter. I don't think they look at you any worse or anything like that. I don't think anyone cares. It's just about going out, giving your best, and doing what you can.
0: Do you think once you get to a certain point, because you've competed at regionals numerous times, Torian, where you're competing against the same guys, and a lot of the guys that you're mingling with, they're the people that, you know, the general pop or the the entry-level people really look up to, Uh, but after a while, they just become your friends and it just becomes a normal
1: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem with someone who's trying to get good. Let's say, you know, let's say, for example, in WA, you've got a few good, really good good guys and a lot of people just admire them so much it's like why you do you get better and try beat them that's yep. it it's simple it's like i'm not gonna hate you if you beat me i'll want to train with you i want to train with you you want to train with me that's cool i'll train with anyone i think um a lot of people who are like not at that level think oh these guys are some superhumans. yeah no no we're not
0: yeah just people correct um <laughs> So what are you hoping to do in Asia? Is there anyone that you really want to beat?
1: Um, I was, my goal was to finish top 10. That's okay. the goal. Um, obviously, like some of the people like, you could do top five, top five. That's With this, the lineup is going to be tight. There's a lot of good... You've got like 30-plus regionals and then games athletes as well. It's going to be a good push. And for me, it's just going to be a good mental challenge and see where I'm mentally. Um, then I can rezone, refocus for October.
0: Do you think that was one of your biggest things in the past at regionals, a mental game?
1: Yes. Um yeah, I think I wasn't in a good space every time I went.
0: I feel like you didn't perform <laughs> no, at your potential. No way. No I way. don't know how to say that. Any no, less that's, bluntly, that's, but that's yeah. fair enough.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, obviously, two thousand and seventeen was unfortunate with my pec, pec injury tear. and the. Yep. Um,
0: so, so I just want to clarify that to people that don't know, you had a pec tear leading in, and yeah. I think the second workout was ring, dips, um, yeah. ring dip workout. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and I think half the field in the first week blew their pecs out. They
1: did. Yeah, yeah. it was quite unfortunate. I still finished that workout. So I was pretty happy with my performance, but it fucking hurt. Yeah. I was like, oh God, I shouldn't be doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what have you done to work in your mental game coming into Asia? Or Uh, do you think that you've just kind of grown mentally?
1: Yeah. And the the year off has helped me realize it's just fitness realistically. (laughs) Like what, what are we getting so crazy about if um, you know, you beat me in a one workout, it doesn't mean that I can't be another worker. I think people get too caught up in what's happened versus just moving on forward. And that used to happen to me. I used to think about what just happened versus moving on. Um, also, I think the pressure mentally oh, doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I, I feel like everyone at the gym isn't putting that pressure. Like, come on, you can do it. You can win it or blah, blah, blah. They're just like, Oh, have fun, do your best. That's it. Simple.
0: Like, I, I don't consider myself an athlete, mm. um, especially nowhere near the level that you guys are. And I and I remember being at an event, and I just like would say to guys, just just relax. Like
1: they used to play baseball as well. Yeah, and so. that's the
0: story I was going to get into. Yeah. So when I was an athlete, like a competitive mm. athlete, I was a baseballer, and I grew up playing since I was six. And I think when I was about fifteen, I was away at the nationals. And when you're that age, that's when you start getting selected for college teams <laughs> mm. and scouted. And um, I was one of the top players. And so I remember going to the Nationals that year and putting so much unnecessary Mm. pressure on myself. And after close to 10 years of playing my whole life, I couldn't pick up a ball. I couldn't throw a ball straight. (laughs) And it was two weeks at Nationals where I'd end the game just in tears because I couldn't deal with – like I just had performance anxiety Mm. and I didn't understand it. And it was literally just because I put so much expectation on myself that I was going to get signed. And it's funny because I forget that. And then when I see athletes like yourself or people put so much pressure on themselves, even, um, uh, even Josh Lenardowicz, to be honest, the bodybuilder. Yeah. So I was speaking to him and he didn't want to let people down. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And I was kind of like, man, like people just like you.
1: Correct. Yeah. And that happened to me during 19.2 this year. Cause I, I remember when I did it and I was like, okay, I can clean way more than I could. So I've put, all this internal pressure on me for no reason and I've come out so hard thinking I'm like Rich Frony. Yeah. <laughs> I just died. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm fucked. Yeah. But because I I thought to myself I'm gonna, you know, I've got to crush this. I've got to prove to myself versus just staying calm, enjoying the workout for the workout versus just like trying to kill yourself.
0: Yeah. It. Like taking that pressure off. I think yeah. I think if the pressure's there in a good in a good sense it means that it's something that you value
1: that's right but that's, i think
0: that's part of the mental game is although you value it and you want it just understanding correct like, like that's it's, right it's a game
1: you've got to use it to your advantage and not against you and Another good thing at Torian happened was during the swim event, right? Everyone was kind of making fun of me and all this. It was pretty funny, you know. And so swimming
0: swimming's not a strength for you? No,
1: no, no. And, you know, people videoing me and shit, Snapchatting me. It was pretty funny and I can take it. I love people giving me shit. I don't think they realize that kind of fuels me. Yep. So I've told my partner, girlfriend, I've told her, look, because she kind of pissed me off as well. She's like, look um, – I didn't even realize how shit you were at swimming. <laughs> So I've gone, listen. It's so brutal. I was like, here's my, here's my bank card. Go to the city in Brisbane. Go shopping. You can't come watch me for the next two workouts. Yeah. The, next two, the, the next two workouts, I've won Yep. back to back because I was so pissed off and I was completely free. I was like, you know what? I was like <laughs> pretty much like stuff everyone. I was like, I'm going to show everyone. That's right? so good. Yeah. So and another thing I found is going into a comp without people there supporting me, yep. I'm a lot better. Okay. Then it's just me. And it's me I'm letting down versus other people I'm letting down. And that's a big problem because you're thinking you're letting them down. Yep. You're not letting them down. You're letting yourself down. Yep. But when you don't have anyone there, you know it's just me.
0: Even – um, what did we watch the other night? Free Solo. Alex. Oh, yeah. Hanold. Ha- Hanold. Hanold. Yeah. Hanold. Hon- Hon- Honnold. Is that the rock climbing? Yeah, the rock climbing yeah. guy. Even he went to a client, El Capitan – And the first time he stopped and he's like, he just didn't want people watching him. Mm. Yeah. It was crazy because it was just that added pressure. It is
1: because it's weird. You think they're kind of like watching and judging you or what you're doing. No one cares. They they want you to do good, but you don't realize that. So your brain isn't doing what you're meant to be doing. It's thinking about a million other things.
0: Yeah. And I think that would be an issue for him, but saying that if he fails, he falls to his death Free solo, so he's like climbing them out. I haven't watched it,
1: but I've heard it's pretty good.
0: Watch it, just not before you go to bed; you'll sweat. (laughs) Um, Okay, so post Asia, you're you're getting ready for (laughs) the second round of the Open this year, which you want to go for top five. Yeah, yep, and then prep up um, for the season next year, Mm -hmm. which will be awesome. Um, All right, anything you want to say as far as like people in the CrossFit space? Giving them some advice. Competitions coming up. We got a lot of competitions there's, coming up. Actually. There are a
1: few competitions coming up. We've got. Um, what do we have? We've got that.
0: Uh, uh, there's going to be f- Games the, Day, Games frantic, Day, Frantic Day out, Chasing Better, um, Underground Games. So yeah, your Michael, comp will be back yeah, up. Yeah. So for people to take advice from this and getting into competition this year, what's your advice? What's your advice for them to start their prep? I think for them, it's number one, mental. Cool. It's all mental.
1: You know, kabib says it. Yeah. It's all mental and it is. Um, you need to make sure that you're mentally prepared, especially if you're entering comps, to be in the right headspace to do what you got to do to perform your best. A lot of people sign up to a comp and have no plan, haven't mentally thought about it. And then by the time it comes, they're like, holy shit, it's a week away. You've heard this probably yeah. at gyms. And they're like, Ah, it sounds know,
0: like me I just sign up and I'm just like yeah I'll yeah. just do
1: it everyone wants to sign up at the start everyone's like cool let's sign up let's do it and then all of a sudden a week before the comp everyone's like holy shit I mm. didn't really plan for this so if you know let's say Chasing Better the Frantic and the Games Day is coming up and you want to do it think about when the dates are what you need to do and mentally prepare yourself first design a program or speak to someone who can and then get stuck into it so train specifically for that competition. That's right. Yeah.
0: I think, it, yeah, like I said, so for me, we fight to a competition, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. usually I'll just go into it and I use whatever fitness I have from CrossFit to be able to get through. Yeah. Whereas going into a 24-hour race, I think in <laughs> 10 weeks' time, God. yeah, it was actually when I watched the rock climbing video, I was like, okay, he trains so specifically. Yeah. He rehearsed every single movement. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, it, and it really inspired me to go, okay, really go all out and train specifically That's for right. this. You'll probably get through like the yeah. 24 hours anyway, but do it so you can actually optimize Correct. your performance. That's right. And people have to realize CrossFit is a
1: sport, right? So weightlifting is a sport. Gymnastics is a sport. CrossFit is a sport. If you want to get good at CrossFit, you've got to do your gymnastics as the sport. You've got to treat it like it's a sport. You've got to do the weightlifting as if it's a sport and then CrossFit as if it's a sport. Try put it all together and then you'll see yourself get better versus people who are just doing CrossFit and they're doing occasional weightlifting in a class. It's like, that's not how you're going to get better at weightlifting. you got to do it specifically. you got to have a program for your weightlifting, for your gymnastics, and then your CrossFit. Because let's say I was just doing weightlifting and gymnastics and I did Amanda, the 975 ring muscle-ups and squat snatches. I'd probably beat her. I would probably beat someone who does CrossFit because if I could snatch heavy and my muscle-ups were on point, it wouldn't be hard. Yeah. Crossfitters make it hard for themselves because they don't do what they got to do. They're not optimizing. No, they're not. They're going, individually. They're doing wads, wads, wads. While the that's just the final package. The actual performance for the workout gets through the strength, the gymnastics, the weightlifting, the mobility. Mm-hmm. You put that all together and you shine. Awesome. Now, do you do programming for people outside of your gym? Um, I do. I. At the moment, no, because okay. of obviously all the comps. So, my main focus at the moment is trying to stay low, but I do. Yeah, it's called a performance engineer. Um, oh, that's right. That's me, yes, yeah, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen that for a long time. No,
1: no, because I try to keep it low and with people who actually kind of want to get better, genuinely want to get better, and are just going to put in the work. Um, I don't want,
0: I like commitment, and yep. you would probably know that. If you want to get better, it's going to take, uh, take time. Awesome. So, Kosta Illich, CrossFit Dignity Malaga, the performance engineer, which will no doubt be making a comeback soon.
1: Yeah, underground games, making a comeback. Everything's making games. a comeback.
0: It's comeback season. Comeback season. Sounds good. Thank you, Costa. Thank you. That's a wrap for today's episode. If you've liked what you've heard, then we'd love it if you head and give us a five-star review and comment in iTunes. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Perth Fitness scene to come.